This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Wednesdays with Wombat with your host, Toby McKinnon. Horses that race in New Zealand, he knows. When they have their first start in Australia, he tells. What oil the trainers use in their cars, who knows. Garrick R. Knight on Twitter. Garrick, how are you in 2024? Well, I'm good, thank you, Valvoline, man. Um, yeah, mixed emotions. Back at work, back in the office, slaving away. I do wish I was still in the the northern beaches. Two beautiful weeks of sunshine and surf. Really? Close encounter close encounter with a shark as well. But here we are, back with my old friend. What? Another year around the sun. We'll do it again every Wednesday. Did you did you go for a round of golf or something? I actually had two rounds of golf as well, and would ah. you believe? Uh I'm only an amateur golfer, I'm still learning, but would you believe I uh shot a personal best? Um, last week, so very excited by that fact too. Just on the side, you want to hit us with I a number, is it, or are you just going to go two figures or three figures? Uh, the number started with a nine. I'll give you that much. All right, okay. Well, you're a lot better than me. I'm I'm like a one twenty, one thirty sort of golfer. Um, can hit a long way, not straight. So you saw Greg Norman out there though. I did see Greg Norman. Yes, actually. Uh, look, without uh, getting too bogged down in my personal life, two years ago. Me and my brother-in-law were uh, swimming at a very sedate um, East Coast beach, and we wondered why the um, <laughs> no why why it, well, we wondered why it had cleared out. Uh, turned out there was a shark swimming around us, and we had failed to hear the uh, the lifeguard's shark siren because we were upwind. Anyway, fast forward two years, and the same thing happened again last week. That this time, at least, um, I was only shin deep walking into the water when uh, a nearby fisherman started screaming that a Lenny, Lenny, Lenny's there, yeah. Two and a half metre shark was going through and yep, sure enough, the, the beach cleared out again. So yeah, there's plenty of them around. Uh, obviously, it's not nothing new to New Zealand or Australia, but this time of year when the water warms up and they come and looking for food, um, yeah, it's uh, just goes to show you just never know what's out there in the uh, the great depths of the ocean. Yeah, um, that's partly why I uh, don't go in the ocean. Um, to... yeah, well, I actually, I actually owe my cousin a, a, a debt of gratitude because I would have gone out sooner, five minutes earlier, and been out probably chest high, right in the sucker where this guy was. But uh, my cousin asked me to stay back and uh, play a beach game there for an extra five minutes, and I obliged, and she probably saved me from being caught in the middle of this thing. So uh, yeah, there you go. That was about the uh, most interesting talking point of my holiday. Apart from that, there was a lot of food, a, a lot of relaxing, and um, a lot of screening calls. Yeah, well, I'm planning on coming over, so you might have to. We might have to sort something out off air about uh, heading up to those beaches. Uh, yeah, we can go have a round of golf and then go for a swim, mate. Oh, I don't know. About, don't know about golf uh, unless you want to play pub golf. I don't know what that is, but it's in a pub on there. Yeah, oh, you just go to nine different pubs and you count how many uh, sips you take. Anyway, um, per pot. Yeah, anyway, uh, let's get stuck into it. Uh, one off the text. Have to ask Garrick what happened to the fiery countess. 
Yep. Uh, I can. I spoke to Michelle Wallace about this just before Christmas, actually, because I was just doing as I do when I'm relentlessly looking up horses. Um, <laughs> I noticed that it had been retired with a hack over here. And uh, yeah, she said it, it, it went amiss, and unfortunately, it's it's whatever the issue was, it was degenerative, so they couldn't continue with her as a racehorse. So I don't think she even made it across the ditch to Brent Lilly. She maybe she won a race or two here, and then that, that which was disappointing because um, I know they had high hopes that she would deliver on that potential once she got over there, but not to be, unfortunately. Now I'm a bit. I was a bit short on time this morning. I got a bit buried in a couple of my guests in the research. So it was literally ten fifty nine when I uh, dashed into the studio and I hadn't emailed you. But there's a few of interest, mate, that we might be able to touch on Geelong tonight. Race five, number five, Mister Teddy, uh, an Amy Day horse that we saw win at Geelong on on uh, Boxing Day. It uh, was pretty impressive. There is it a nice type, but. Um, look, uh, he'd, he'd gone okay over here with Matty Williamson. It's always hard with these horses that, that are trained in Omaru, which is sort of halfway between Canterbury, where Addington and that is, and the strongest racing, and Southland, you know, where Nathan Williamson's and Brett Gray's sort of ply their trade. It's a little bit of a no-man's land now that they've shut down Forbury Park, so it's always hard to gauge the, mm. the ability and the form of those horses sort of racing in that region until they either go down to the deep south or come up to Canterbury. So he'd done some nice races. Um, no surprise to see he's made a winning day. He'd shown some upside, but it was always hard to get a gauge on just where, where his ability levels lay. So, um, yeah, watch, wait and see, I guess. Just uh, What do you reckon, the, just as an aside, what do you reckon the percentages of New Zealand horses winning first up in Australia? Would it be, what, 40%, 30%? Or am I just being ridiculously... But the the number that came to my head before you said it was forty percent. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. So we won't put too fine a point on him winning uh, yesterday or last week, but, um, but definitely watch with interest. But what there was a couple last night actually. I mean, uh, they've already raced now, but uh, Zlato uh, was one, and Quimenis was another there for uh, Julie Douglas. Uh, Zlato, I think he's got a bit of a bit of a future. Uh, he didn't seem all that comfortable around Mildura, so I'll be keen to see him back sort of closer to Melbourne, maybe on some of the bigger tracks, but he's got some scope and quite menace. Well, he's he blew it a bit, but I noticed they'd taken the shadow roll off him last night. He always all went over here and see mm. a rogue bird there right on the point of the turn when he gallops, so it's possible he spotted that, but he's another one to follow going forward, quite menace. God, that's good information. That is why you get uh, the big... I'm going to double your pay this week. Uh, Bendigo, race nine, number two, son of a son, who has had one start over here and uh, by majestic son out of a touch of sun, a very cleverly named horse, uh, has just won the one race in New Zealand. Do you know much about him? This is all uh, without any prep people, so anything Carrick knows has to come off the top of his head. Uh, look, it's a Mervyn Meg, Butterworth horse. Uh, they, they bought it down south on a whim, I think, and he went through various trainers who could not really get him going his best. Most recently with Nikki Chilcott, I know I spoke to her a number of times about him, and it was always the same. Plenty of ability, but does not have the brain to match. So she eventually got sick of him, and now he's in Australia. That's about all I can tell you. If the best version puts his, uh, his hoof up, he'll be in the thick of it, but he's not a horse he can trust. 
Yeah, he, he's with a pretty astute person, though. So if anyone's going to get out of him, Kerry Menning will. One of one of great interest, mate. Uh, Shepparton on Saturday night, and it's been some whispers around. This horse goes all right, actually. Race four, number three, Keto for Lisa and Mark Pitt, and you're not going to fall off your chair when you see who brought this horse. Uh, Boots Properties Racing Proprietary Limited. Uh, one start, one win in New Zealand and, and comes to Shepparton first up on Saturday night. Yep, yep. He uh, he won at Addington back in the late winter. Uh, I was just trying to, you really squeezed <laughs> my brain here. I, From memory, I actually know, now I can tell you. So here's the information I have. He was initially trained by Mark Purden. Uh, I'm not sure if it was with Nathan or Hayden Cullen or Natalie. I'm not, mm, I'm not sure at what point. Yeah. Uh, he was moved on from there, I guess, not deemed to be to the level that they like their, their two-year-olds. Yep. Um, went to Brendan Tim White, wonderful trainers, really on the rise, father and son, obviously won the uh, Invercargill Cup with America Me recently. And I remember speaking, to, I might even written a story about the source after it won his debut, and Remember Tim White saying to me, "Yeah, look, he came to us and he didn't have great raps, but we've just continued to be impressed by him. He just he's he's thrived and and really risen to the occasion every time we've asked of him. And uh, from memory, when he won, he sat parked um, early on, and then uh, he got over the top of them late. Still looked a bit green, but yeah, um, he was owned in America. Would you believe? Actually, he was owned in New Zealand. Well, he's raced in New Zealand by two Americans." Mark came over and Gordon, Gordon Banks, Banks, the guys that had Amazing Dream, and I think they've got Anything Goes and a few others. So Yeah, yeah. That's about all I can tell you, was he started life with Mark Purden, and went to um, Brendan Tim White, and um, they had nothing but good things to say about him. I would say, and I'm paraphrasing here, they couldn't really figure out why he was deemed surplus to requirements at his previous stable. So, yeah, well, maybe just as a, that's an ominous sign as to how good of the quality is at uh, New Zealand's leading barn there. Yeah, well, a friend of ours, Craig Demmel, was at Purden's one time and he was driving a horse. They had a whole heap of three-year-olds in a workout and he drove a horse in that workout and he came off and said, geez, this is a good horse. And I said, oh, no, he's about our seventh best one. You want to buy him? And uh, about half an hour later, my dad had bought the horse, <laughs> basically. And uh, he ran third in the Victorian Derby and third in the Australian Derby and Mark Purden bought his best couple over and uh, we beat him home each time. So it was... <laughs> But he, he was a highly issued, highly strung horse that needed that individual attention. And a guy called Lee Everson was able to give that to him, I suppose. And uh, yeah, he was a very, very handy horse for us. A horse called Falcon's, look, Leg it, 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 Falcon's that, Legacy. That's, that's, and look, they can come from anywhere. Different mm. horses need different environments and they, they, uh, they respond to different training styles. But generally speaking, honestly, uh, Mark Purden's 12th best two-year-old every year is going to be better than most trainers <laughs> yeah, two-year-old isn't it so. well, and why is that just his eye for a horse it's just that good yeah look everyone says it you know and it's not just mark obviously natalie Osmus and uh grant cullen uh sorry grant Payne, hayden cullen yeah. um, everyone that's worked with them you know mark only hires the best staff and they all learn from them so it's a big team effort there but you know, he's often lauded as being the greatest horseman of all time for his training, but it's more than that. His driving is second to none. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we all talk about, you know, your Chris Alfords, your Egg Sugars, your Blair Oranges, your Dexter Duns, but Mark Purden drives as well. You will never, ever see him drive a bad a bad race. Um, and third part of this equation, and perhaps the most overlooked, 
his eyes for a yearling is just it's just incredible. Um, when you watch his horses, you look at them physically, how they move, how they race, their manners. They're pretty much all the same. I find mm, that he's mm. got he's definitely got this. He's, like a guy or a girl having a type, you know, that they like for their partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a type that he knows works for him. And there's very few horses that, that um, differentiate from that type. Two that spring to mind, Smolder was one. He was a big horse. And Heaven Rocks was another another big horse um, who, who had all the villain in the world, but not the brains and match. But apart from those two, most of, this, of Mark's best horses over time they all look very similar physically. So, um, yep, he's just got that eye. He knows what he likes, like any judge. Um, you know, he, he'll have his shortlist coming up for next week's sale, next month's sales. And um, my advice to anyone with a big checkbook would be just stand over Mark's shoulder and bid on anything he bids on. <laughs> that's probably the best best piece of advice you're going to get. Yeah, run him up, you reckon. Garrick, thanks so much for kicking off in 2024 and uh, – Thanks for not getting tangled up with Lenny as well. That wouldn't have been a great result, mate. Uh, we look, look forward to a great year again with you. Thanks, mate. See you next week. There's Garrick R. Knight. Get in contact with him on Twitter if you want to get hold of a Kiwi horse. A break. We'll come back and a little segment on the other side. I might catch up with, with Darren Carroll's tips if he was on uh, Giddy Up. Nah, that's a shake of the head. Well, a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll have a chat about something on the other side.